Welcome to Faith Life Harrogate, everyone. It's so great to see you all. We are one year old today. Amen. Glory to God. Can you please rise up on your feet? Um, I just want you to actually move around and just welcome someone to church this morning. Uh, It's so great to be in the house. Just go around. Just welcome someone. So welcome to Faith Life Harrogate. This is where it's happening. Amen. This is... He's worthy of all our praise. He's worthy of all honor. He's worthy of all adoration. Father, we give you praise this morning. We just welcome your presence. Just welcome his presence. His presence is already here. So we thank you, Lord God. Thank you for what you're going to do. He's able to do exceeding abundantly above what we ever ask or think. So, Father, we just want to thank you. We just magnify you in this place. Thank you, precious Lord. Blessed be your holy name. Thank you, Father. Thank you for what you're going to do. We glorify your holy name. We magnify you. Thank you, precious Lord. Blessed be your holy name in Jesus' name. So, Father, we hand the service over to you. We just want to thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do. We glorify and exalt your holy name. Thank you, Abba Father. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone in the house said a big? Amen. Come on now, church. Everyone in the house said a big? Amen. Amen. Okay. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Who is happy to hear that his voice? We love to hear his voice. You are mine. I will never leave you nor forsake you. You are the apple of my eyes. I love you with everything that I got. I love you with heaven's best. And we're glad that we are not judged. We are not loved by our goodness. We are not loved based on our character. But we are loved based on the character of God. We are loved based on his, co- of, based on his covenant. Amen? Amen? Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He has not dealt with us according to our sins. Nor punish us according to our iniquities. Oh, Father, we give you praise. For there is no God like you. Hallelujah. Oh, we know you're here in our midst. Thank you, Father. To do what only you can do, oh God. We bless you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You may be seated in his wonderful Amen. presence. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We welcome you all. In the name of our mighty Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Say to, to the person next to you, God's goodness. God's goodness. Is looking good on you. It's looking good on you. Amen. Amen. God's goodness is looking good on you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Yeah, okay. So welcome, welcome to Faith Life Harrogate. Woo! Glory to God. Come on now, church. Glory to God. Amen. Glory to God. Great is thy faithfulness. In fact, we actually sang that on our wedding day. So it's, it's that, yeah, that was, yeah. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. Have needed thy hand, has 
us provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So we just want to welcome all of you to Faith Life Harrogate. Thank you so much. You know, for joining us on this one, we have 52, 52 weeks. Yes, 52 Amen. weeks today. 52 weeks today. Glory to God. Amen. That's the faithfulness of our God. Give it, give it all for Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Um, so it's wonderful to see some lovely new faces. Um, just to tell you that, you know, for you to connect with us, we've actually got a green card. The ushers will be giving them to you. Um, so if you want to raise your hands, the ushers will pass out the green cards on the connect desk for you to complete. If you want to connect with us, and uh, that would be so great. Um, and then. Then we'll be in touch with you. So just complete it with your name and email address, and then we'll be in touch with you as well. Also, we just want to take this opportunity to welcome those of who are watching us on our various uh, platforms. We just want to say thank you so much for doing that. We honor you. Thank you. And we hope that one of these days you will visit us. We are Faith Life Center Ministries, one church in multiple locations. We're in Manchester, Preston, and in Harrogate, and it's so good to be in the house. So we look forward to um, having you with us in one of our locations. Amen. Okay, so this is, how many of you are ready for the word? Amen. Okay, no, no, okay, 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 that's fine, okay. How many of you are ready for the word? Okay, amen, amen. It gives us great pleasure. Come on, Benny. Pastor Benny, amen. <laughs> it gives us great pleasure to welcome Pastors Joel and Evie to the house. Amen. 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 Glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Uh, which, yeah. Please talk amongst yourselves. Amen. <laughs> Amen. All right. All right. Am I coming through the speakers? Am I coming through? Oh, good. Are we good? Oh, we have sound. Thank you so much. Anna to the rescue. Can we give it up for Anna specifically? See, pastor, you need to stick to preaching. Uh, <laughs> I just want to congratulate uh, not only pastors Benny and Linda, but uh, the, the church here for celebrating uh, one year of ministry. Can we give it up? Uh, for all of their efforts, their sacrifice, their labor of love, their consistency, their faithfulness. Amen. You know, um, obviously anything that we do, it takes God's grace to get it done. Who would, who would say that is so true? I'm going to say it again. Anything that we get to do, it's going to take His grace and His anointing to get it done. But someone's got to respond, respond to that. And uh, Benny and Linda, we are uh, very grateful to co-labor with you and see uh, Jesus um, come and see his kingdom come before he returns uh, in this town. And with all those who call this uh, church your home, uh, kudos to you. It takes a pioneering spirit to start anything. 
and anything big, it, it, it always starts small, but it grows. And one sustaining word that my wife and I, and she's going to get up uh, later on and say a few things, but what, what, one sustaining word that really helped us throughout the course of our entire, uh, really, um, union as a couple, and whilst in ministry, was Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. And it says, be confident. It's a command. Do you know, there's a lack of confidence in the world. You know, there's such instability. But there has to be a group of people who are confident. Come on, who's confident? Who's confident that God's faithful and he, he, he will continue to be faithful? Who's confident? Who's confident that his grace is sufficient? Who's confident? Who's confident that he'll supply all your needs according to his riches, his measure, according to his glory? It's in and by Christ Jesus. Who's confident? Who's confident that you're going to have the energy and the wisdom to get through? Who's confident? Who's, going to, who's confident that the assistance will be there? Well, listen, be confident of this very thing. That that which God has started, he will surely bring it to a flourishing finish until the glorious return of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so that is what we must be confident about. And I, I, I read the word differently after I was really challenged by Mark chapter 4, where we're, we're told not just to watch what we hear, but you know, take heed how we hear what we hear. And when you realize that the Word of God is not a pep talk, it's not a bunch of instructions, albeit there are principles for us to follow, it is an infusion of power. Someone say that. Infusion of power. But the Word of God is an infusion of power. So when you hear, be confident, something is infused in you from the Word. A confidence. When you say, be strong, something's infused into you. Strength that you didn't have before, before hearing that, if you took heed to that word. And so I encourage you, and I, and I, I speak under the authority of Jesus Christ, be confident, Amen. be strong and very courageous, only strong and very courageous. And you'll have the last laugh, and you'll shout, his praises, and you'll give God all the glory. Amen. Amen. We got a little uh, gift um, uh, for for you guys. Um, how many know special gifts can come in small uh, small packages? So <laughs> this is to you guys. Um, praise the Lord. Amen. Uh, we love you guys, and um, we're so, uh, for lack of better phrases, don't like this phrase, but we're proud of what you're doing. Um, you know, God's up to something. Amen. Amen. And it's just good to be involved. You know, um, it's great to be in this suite, in this, in this room, this hall. I mean, uh, a room like this with these type of chandeliers, you would think this is a prosperity church, you know. You, you, you would think that, you know, a lot of us have been to a, a KCM conference or something. I don't know. You know, uh, I know you guys are hungry for the word. Amen. Just by a show of hands, who, who managed to make it to any, any of the sessions at KCM uh, Victory Conference campaign? Man, what a treat. You know, my wife and I, we met at Kenneth Hagen Ministries, and uh, we were in our teens. But KCM, Kenneth Copeland Ministries, I just love how God connects everything together. Uh, really helped us. Um, my wife was raised on the word of faith, you know, as a, as a child, as a family. They, their church, because they were living out so remote. 
Hey, don't start the clock because I haven't started my preaching time just yet. Um, you know, I need to get a Leroy, you know. <laughs> um, it'll only make sense for those who went to the conference. Anyway, uh, just, just watch it back. Uh, but, um, but my wife, she was raised in the middle of uh, nowhere in British Columbia. And, um, and so 80 miles from the nearest town in Canada. And so you, you, can't, you can't travel 80 miles on a logging road. Uh, every Sunday. So they, their church was in the living room and they watched Brother, H- Brother Copeland and Jerry Seville and uh, Creflo Dollar and all these guys. And so, um, yeah, she was raised on this word and that really just um, fortified her faith and one thing led to another and the Spirit of God is a long story but led her to go to Kenneth Hagin Ministries in Tulsa, Oklahoma. My story was a little bit different. I was exposed to the word of faith when I was 18 uh, I was hungry for the word of the Lord, and I, and I found and I heard a form of Christianity that I hadn't heard before. My family uh, from Hungary. I was raised in England. But uh, I heard on my gap year after my A-levels in a Jerry Seville meeting in Wales. I was sat there, um, and um, the message was all about a covenant of peace, but the Spirit of God landed it in my spirit. Go to America next year. Uh, go, go next year, go to Bible school. And so I went after that. I knew it in my spirit. You know, my mind uh, thought Oral Roberts because that's all I knew. I, I wasn't familiar with Kenneth Hagin. But I thought, is the Lord telling me to go to Oral Roberts University? And, um, but no, that wasn't the plan of God for me. But I was led to contact KCM from the Bath office and contacted them. And then they told me, about Rhema, Kenneth Hagin Ministries. And, uh, and see, you can see how both those ministries, Kenneth Copeland Ministries and Jerusalem Ministries, really kind of like helped us. And, and God, God works through relationships. And there is divine assistance that God brings our way that helps us fulfill our divine destiny. And so what we have, even in this room, and the, uh, the relationships and the fathers of the faith who aren't in this room, man, they're precious. I said, I said, they're precious. And then we've got to steward those relationships well. Can I have a big amen? amen. We've got to look after one another. Look after Pastor Benny, you know, shine his head a few, you know, no, I'm joking. Keep his head nice and polished, you know. Um, and don't forget about his shoes as well. But you're looking great on all accounts. But, uh, but look after each other, amen. Pray for one another. That's so important. Um, I've got a message for you this morning. Uh, it's not something I've preached before. I've preached from the passages before. But the Lord dropped words in my heart and then helped me piece it together uh, last night. And it's specific, I believe, for, for this church and specific for this timing. And so um, this is what I kept on hearing in my spirit. Are you ready? What I kept on hearing in my spirit was this, turning, turning. Someone say turning, turning. And then I heard this, things are turning, things are moving, things are shifting, things are turning. Now, then I heard this, I heard divine assistance and divine 
speed. And I want to get into it this morning with you, amen. Now, you're so used to Brother uh, Kenneth Copeland preaching for two, three hours, so you won't mind one bit if we stayed here all day. You know, this is going to be like the shortest message you've ever heard all week. So, um, uh, hey, just relax and enjoy the word this morning, but it's going to be, it's going to be awesome, amen. amen. I believe the Lord is here. He's, he's so awesome. Oh, hallelujah. He's so awesome. You know, all those who appeared... Before him on the Mount of Zion, they went from strength to strength. We're, we're not just in a nice room with fancy chandeliers and, uh, in Harrogate Town. We're, we're in the presence of the Lord. Amen. We're, we're, we're in his presence, and we're going from strength to strength. One of the things the Lord said to us at the beginning of this year was um, um, strong and free. Does that sound good? Um, you know, everyone wants to do great exploits, but... You know, Daniel, uh, what is it, Daniel, uh, Daniel 11, 32. It says, those that know their God shall be mighty strong. Those who know their God, who have a close relationship with the Lord, shall be mighty strong and shall do great exploits, will carry out great things. And I believe um, there is a strength that is to be found in this place to, to, today. In a service like this, especially a meeting like this that is being prayed over, God is liable to speak to each and every one of you. Just like for me, when I was in, you know, that, that, that meeting in Wales, the Spirit of God dropped a word that set me on course, that, that really helped navigate my next season. God can give you a word today. Amen. I said, God can give you a word today and just set you right on track. Right on track. So he who has ears to hear, I hear my wife saying, and the Spirit of God saying, he who has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit of God has to say. So, Father, we thank you for your mighty word. We thank you for what you're doing here. We thank you for your presence that is unmatched. Thank you that sickness cannot handle your presence like a fish out of water. So is sickness in the presence of your presence. So, Father, we thank you. Everything that must die, dies. Everything that must live, lives. That which dies in the hands of other people lives in your hands. Whatever you put your hands to, that the Lord has instructed you to put your hands to, lives in Jesus' name we pray. Thank you for your mighty presence and your mighty word, Lord. We receive it with meekness in, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, turning your Bibles this morning to Psalms 126. I'm going to start there this morning. Psalms 126. Um, wow, awesome. You know, we, we heard, uh, you can take your seat, uh, Tony, thank you so much. Uh, we heard, um, you know, a few times over the course of the last few days from he, uh, Romans chapter ten seventeen. you know, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. Faith don't come by having heard. Faith comes by hearing. Amen. And so there is a continual um, hearing of the word. I, I liked what Brother Copeland said. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to preach his messages, but, you know, it's just so big in me. You know, uh, when someone preaches the word that comes out of their spirit, it, it lands in your spirit and it sticks. You know what I mean? You know, when the anointing of God is on a word, it, it has a stickability to it. It stays with you. And uh, one of the things that he said was, and I think I shared it with Judy uh, during one of the breaks, and that is, you, can, you, you cannot be strengthened by a memory. Just like your, the memory of the last potato that you ate. How many know the memory of that potato does nothing for you? 
Thank God for memorizing the scriptures, and that's great. You know, and uh, you're liable to memorize and be able to quote scriptures if you're meditating day and night. You know, your mental faculties may be, you know, be able to remember the words in that particular verse. But you don't get sustained by a memory. You get sustained by eating a new potato. Amen. And so I believe there's new potatoes for us. Amen. It's a daily intake of the Word of God. Um, you know, we don't get strengthened by last week's meal. We get strengthened today by today's Word. And that's why Jesus said in Matthew 4.4, 4, Man shall not live on bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the bread of life. Amen. Uh, from, from the Father. Amen. Uh, so, from the mouth of God. So, here in Psalms 126 verse 1, it says, when the, when the Lord turned, remember the words that I shared at the beginning of this message. I'm just officially beginning it. So. Uh, but I introduced the message earlier that I heard this word turn, turn. And uh, I believe things are turning. Thing, whatever must turn, um, the turning is beginning. Now, God has a part to play, but you always have a part to play. Amen? It's like, you know, what turns a mighty ship? It's a rudder. Amen? Well, the Bible, Dr. James, in his book, in the Bible, he talked about, you know, one, one small member, the tongue. It's like a rudder of a large vessel. If you want to change the direction of that vessel, you've got you you to move your rudder. Amen. And so you've got, to put, you've got a part to play in this, but, 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 but God is turning and shifting things. Here in Psalms 126, it says, Then the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, and we were like those that dream. We were like those that dream. A big part of praying, praying is dreaming out loud. You know, what dreams have you got? I know we've got dreams for this ministry. We've got dreams for, for this location. Well, a big part of praying concerning this church is, is dreaming it out loud. What dreams has God given? You, you pray that out. You speak that out. You dream it out. You, you vocalize the dream. Amen. And, and Satan hates this. Do you realize Satan hates this? Turn your Bibles, just put, put, keep your finger in Psalms 126. And uh, look at Genesis 37. Genesis 37. Um, it, says, it says here in verse 18, now concerning Joseph, it says, Now when they saw him afar off, even before he came near them, they conspired against him to kill him, and they said to one another, Look, this dreamer, this dreamer is coming. Now, from afar off, can people look at you from afar off and say, I classify this guy not by his name, albeit they know their name, they know your name, but they classify you as a dreamer, not Joseph, but they classify you as a dreamer because they can see it. Come on, somebody. From afar off, you can tell a woman's pregnant. They've got a waddle about them. You know, they, they walk different, you know. You're looking at, me, looking at me like you've never seen a you know, pregnant lady. I know it's quite an astounding thing. I remember when my wife got pregnant for the first time and, uh, and with my eldest. And um, praise the Lord. 
It's not screwed in properly. Let's, let's get this in properly. Amen. So, oh, that's good. I'll just be flat-footed like Brother Hagen right now. I can transition to a uh, handheld if that's easier. But I remember when my wife got pregnant with my, my eldest, Gloriana, who turned 15 just last week. Just sort me out, Mike. That's all right. Um, how many know you, if you've got a name like Mike, you, you're anointed to deal with Mike's? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Mike Howarth right here. It's all right? Okay. Well, it, if it starts crackling, I'll take the handheld. Um, but my eldest, Gloriana, she turned 15 last week. And, but I remember when my wife um, was expecting Gloriana, um, well, it was like, all my days. There's a person in a person. Have you ever thought about it like that? There's a person living in a person. It was the most amazing thing. Um, so you know what I'm talking about. Everyone in here has seen a pregnant woman before. There's a different work. There's a different walk. They, they, they stand different. Um, they walk different or waddle different. Um, I said, well, I said waddle. Uh, yeah, yeah, they don't walk, they waddle. And uh, you can tell. And, and see, it's the same as it is in the natural, so it is in the spirit. When somebody is pregnant with a dream, you can see it from afar off. And people don't even classify you by your natural name. They classify you as a dreamer. Somebody who's in possession of a dream. Amen. This is key to turning. What do you dream to be different in your life? Well, uh, the key, what's key is be a dreamer. And what's key is pray it out. A big part of praying, like I said, is dreaming out loud. Amen. So then the Lord turned again, the captivity of Zion. We were like those that dreamed. Verse 2, then was our mouth filled with laughter. Ha, ha, ha. Amen. We can laugh at the enemy. Amen. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> and our tongue was singing. And then they said amongst the heathen, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. Whereof we are glad. Turn again our captivity. See, God's done it once, but he's, he can do it over and over and over and over. Come on out. And over and over and over and over again, if God's moved once before within these shores, he will move again. We've seen waves before, but what we're about to see is, is a tsunami wave. Amen. That is going to bring in the greatest catch of souls and really just, you know, wash us right up to the shores of glory. Amen. He said, he said uh, turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. Hallelujah. You know, uh, someone... Uh, if, if you've ever, you know, turned around a corner quickly and somebody else was turning around that same corner but come in the opposite direction, what happened? You, you, you bumped into each other. I'm telling you, I heard that in my spirit when I was praying late last night. You're turning, things are turning, amen, and you're going to start bumping into stuff. You're going to start bumping into the best blessings of the Lord. You're going to start bumping in and intercepting uh, the people and relationships that you need to get acquainted with. And it will be speedily. It will be speedy in Jesus' name. 
So God turns. He turns sorrows into, help me preach this morning. Come on now. He turns sorrows into that which has made life heavy. I don't know what's made life heavy for you. But that which has made life heavy, I'm telling you, a garment of praise, trade the weepings of sorrows with the weepings of joy. Amen. Amen. Your crying days, let it be over. Don't leave this room, don't leave this church without drawing a line in the sand and saying, I'm stepping right over the point of no return. I'm not returning back to that state that I found myself in up to this point. I'm embracing the shift. I'm embracing the turn. It's turning. My, my finances are turning. Things are t- My strength level's turning. He turns it. He turns it. He turns sorrows into joy. God is in the business of turning... 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 6. Amen. This is not a well-rehearsed message because I got a download last night. All right? So we're working together on this. But I'm just being obedient to the Spirit. I don't want to preach a prophetic word. Amen. Here in 1 Samuel chapter 10, look, God's in the business. His Spirit is all about turning stuff. And it begins with you. It says in 1 Samuel 10, verse 6, Then the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you, and you'll, you'll start changing the way you speak. You will prophesy. That's the first thing that he said. He said, when the Spirit of God comes upon you, you'll start speaking different. And and this is how it works, folks. This is how faith works. You connect your, your, uh, your, your sound system to your belief system. Before there was a change of sight, there was a change of, there was a sound. Sound proceeds, uh, uh, comes before sight. God said, then he saw. When God wanted to see something different, he said what he wanted to see, and then he saw what he said. But it's always sound first. You've got to speak it. If you, if you want your life to go in that direction, guess what needs to be there before your life gets there? Your mouth. Your mouth has got to get there. We have the same spirit of faith. We heard about that even in the last few, few days. You know, we have the same spirit of faith. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 14, I believe it says, you know, we believe. Therefore, since we have the same spirit of faith, we believe, we believe, therefore we speak, we speak. So notice, the spirit of God will come upon you and it will change the way you speak. I said it will change the way you speak. Amen. And then notice this, you'll prophesy, which is you'll start speaking words that are inspired. That's what prophecy, people, you know. People, you know, trying to complicate stuff, but it's really just inspired words. That's what prophecy is. Tongues is inspired words in a language you do not understand. Prophecy is inspired words in a tongue you do understand. But they're both prophecy. And when you allow the Spirit of God to come upon you, as it was on the day of Pentecost, the Spirit of God came to, come on, that residential presence came on the inside of them. It came upon them. Fire sat upon their head. And what happened? The first thing that changed was their mouth. They started speaking different. And this is absolutely key. Think about it. The rudder. This is key to the change and the turning of the vessel. This is key. So the Spirit of God. How is the Spirit of God going to come upon me afresh? I haven't got time to get into it. But I'll give you two clues. In in, um, Acts 10, 44, it says, Well, they... Those in the room, just like the people in the room here, heard Peter, not Peter, but they were listening to the message coming through Peter. 
the Spirit of God fell upon all those who heard the word that was coming through Peter. So when you hear, not a, uh, you know, a young man, a skinny young man, I can still call myself young, amen. I may, may have just turned 40, uh, but, uh, but I'm young, amen. When Brother, Brother Copeland is, you know, talking about 120, then I'm very young, amen. And so um, I'm excited about that, amen. I, I believe I won't make it, you know, to, to, uh, to 80 or 120 because uh, we're going to all be caught up out of here. Amen. We're going to be caught up. Who still believes in the rapture? Come on, Harrogate. Amen. Who still believes in that? Amen. Well, we do. Well, um, in, uh, in Acts 10, 44, they heard the word. They didn't hear Peter speak. They heard the word that was coming through Peter. And because they heard correctly, the Spirit of God fell. The Holy Ghost lands where the Word of God is heard. Spirit of God comes upon you where the Word of God is heard. In a, con- in a setting like this, in your living room, meditating on the Word of God, the Spirit of God will come upon you and you'll start speaking different. You'll start prophesying different. And then things will start shifting and turning in the, di- turn- turning in the direction that God has destined it to turn. Can I have a big amen? Amen. amen. So he said, the Spirit of God is going to come upon you, and you'll prophesy. And notice the rest of this verse. It says, hallelujah, and you'll be turned, turned into another man. In Isaiah chapter 60, let me um, share a few verses. Isaiah chapter 60, verse 5, it says that the, um, the abundance of the sea shall be turned to you. This is the, the supernatural thing about the whole deal, is when you, when, when you let the Holy Ghost come upon you. I only gave you one, one, one way in which the Holy Spirit comes upon. I talked about hearing the Word. Holy Spirit lands where the Word of God is heard. And also, the Spirit comes fresh upon people when you sing psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. It says in the fifth chapter of Uh, Paul's letter to the Ephesians in Ephesians chapter 5 I believe from verse 17 onwards he says don't be unwise not knowing what God's will is for your life don't be a fool he said a bit stronger than I I said it don't be foolish tell your neighbor don't be a fool don't hesitate either tell them you're not calling them a fool you're saying just don't be a fool don't be nervous in church please relax everyone say relax I'm going to enjoy this Sunday morning. Amen. But don't be a fool. What's what's being a fool? Not knowing what the will of the Lord is. But know the will of God. How? He said, well, uh, you've got to be filled with the Holy Spirit. How? How? Don't get drunk on wine, which is in excess. Okay, well, I don't drink wine anyway. Well, carry on listening. But he's given an analogy. Amen. He said, don't be drunk on wine, which, uh, which is in excess. But be filled with the Spirit of God. And here's how. Speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, making melody in your heart to the Lord. That's how you'll get filled. And that's how the Spirit of God will come fresh upon you. And when He comes fresh upon you, according to 1 Samuel chapter 10, what happens? Spirit comes upon you. It changes your words. Your rudder gets set in the direction it needs to. And then things are turned. First of all, 
you're turned into another man. It starts with you, and then everything follows suit. That's the beautiful thing about all of this. Who's hearing what the Spirit of God is saying? And when you embrace the turning personally, then guess what happens? You become a magnet for the abundance of the sea. It starts getting turned to you. I believe this. I, I mean, I believe it. Hallelujah. You literally, things start magnetizing itself to you. He said, the abundance of the sea, amen, shall be turned to you. And, you know, I'm glad that there is more ministries embracing every aspect of our redemption. That God forgave us. We have forgiveness of sins because of the precious blood of Jesus. Amen. We have whole bodies because of the stripes that were laid on Jesus. And we have an abundance to partake of and use, amen, as kingdom-motivated people who are sold out for God's purposes. Amen. To see the gospel spread until every family, to establish the covenant until every family of the earth is blessed. We can have, we can have the blessing of God materially. That Jesus became poor. Well, Jesus, Jesus was poor. Well, yeah. He became poor at the same time he became sin, at the same time he became sick, but he wasn't poor. Well, Jesus didn't drive around in a car. Very good. It was, it was 33 AD. Uh, neither did anyone else. Amen. <laughs> well, Jesus had no place to, you know, uh, rest his head. You know, pe people misquote the word. Well the, well, the Bible says in first chapter of John's gospel, John chapter 1, verses 38 and 39, they said, well, where, where are you staying? And he said, come and see. Come and see where I'm staying. That Jesus had a place. He wasn't homeless. Can I have a big amen? amen. The abundance of the sea shall be turned Shall be, turned, shall be turned to you. Now notice, back to our original text, Psalms 126, let me read verse 5. It says, And they that sow in tears shall reap in joy. Ooh, hallelujah. Do you know, there is something, when the Spirit of God comes upon you afresh, man, your heart starts swelling with the joy inexpressible and full of glory. You, you, you don't have the capacity to keep it in anymore. The, the joy that you have, amen, um, is, is a joy that the world didn't give, amen. And, and so they can't take it away. I'm sure there's a song that, you know, goes along those lines. I'm just trying to find the beat and the rhythm, but I'll leave that to Mercy and the team. But, um, but, uh, but there is a joy that can grow so big in, in you, amen, from being in the presence of God that it exceeds your ability to keep it in. There is an expression. There is a, shout, there is a shout of joy. But they who sow in tears shall reap in joy. When the sacrificial giving and sowing in the spirit and in the natural and other people's lives where it seems like there's no return, I'm telling you, there is a reaping of joy if you keep this guy in check. Amen? He that goes forth uh, and weepeth. King James says, bearing precious seed shall doubtless come again with rejoicing. That sounds like a turning. Come, That sounds like a complete turn of, of situations from weeping to joy. Doubtless shall come again with rejoicing, bringing his harvest in with him. Hallelujah. I encourage you. 
Be a thankful people. Well, no matter what it looks like, be, be grateful. Be thankful. It's the expression of faith. Where there is no thanksgiving, there, there cannot be any faith present. Because thanksgiving is how faith responds to God's amazing grace. Hallelujah. Come on, just take a, take a moment right now. Just lift up your hands. You know, we're not just trying to be loud for the sake of it. But, you know, just lift up your hands. And sincerely from your spirit, say, Father, thank you. Thank you. Lift up your voice. Lift up your hands and say, Father, thank you. Thank you for the turning. Thank you for the shift. Thank you for finances are shifting. The abundance of the sea is turning in my direction. I'm going from weeping to joyful shouting. I'm going from being full of pain to being fully liberated, full mobility. In Jesus' name, Father, we thank you. We believe we rejoice and we receive the end of our faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is a, come on now, I'm, I'm just introducing, I'm just still talking about turning. Turning. But notice, it's in the mode of thanksgiving that things turn. It was in Acts um, 16, 25. You've got Paul and Silas. They're in a, the innermost part of the dungeon. It's not the place that they really planned to be in. We, we can safely say that. You know, they didn't plan that out on their trip. But how did they get out of that? They were praying. It's amazing what prayer does, especially when it's inspired. Amen. Especially when it's inspired. Amen. It's amazing what praise does. At the midnight hour, they started praising, pray, praying and praising. And I'm telling you, their praise not only liberated them, it liberated everybody who could hear them. Hallelujah. The unbelievers and the believers, the critics and those who were championing what they were, what, what they were doing, it liberated because that's the goodness of God that leads people to repentance. But that's how potent your praise is. And where there is a lack of it, there is also a lack of faith present. The faith people that walked around with Brother Hagen, I, I didn't get a chance to, we got a chance to meet Brother Hagen, uh, and he taught us, but you know, we didn't have a personal relationship with him, but those who traveled with him for a number of years, we watched their lives. Marty Blackwelder, who worked for Brother Hagen and traveled with him for many, many years, when, when he, he married my wife and I, he was the minister who, who officiated our, our wedding, and he's been over here many, many times. And when you're walking from, you know, uh, one place to the next, what is he doing? He's just, he's praising, he's thanking. Thank you, Father. Mark Hankins, you know, close relationship with brother Mark and Trina Hankins. And, and uh, I've noticed them in the green room after ministering and the Spirit of God's poured down. They, 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 man, brother Mark, it just hit me. One particular service, he sat down in the green room in, in my office and he sat down and he said, he said, well done, Holy Spirit. Well done. I'll give you all the, all the praise. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And for a good period of time, he's just thankful, thankful. Thank you. Thank you. Praise. Always, there's always a song. Come on, what song's in your heart? Faith people have songs. Yeah, but I'm not a worshiper. No, you are. Correct that. Well, I'm not a singer. No, you are. You are. We're not going to put you on the mic, you know, even if you wanted to. Uh, we, we won't. Uh, but you are a worshiper and you are a singer. Amen. There is a song in your heart, and that is the, the highest expression of faith. Talking about Jerry Seville, since we're doing so well, you know, um, 
you know, um, reminding ourselves of the precious seeds and the revelations that have been passed down from these generals. He said this one time. The Spirit of God spoke to him and said this. He said, uh, the, deeper, the deeper the praise, the, the, the greater the harvest. He said, he said, the depth of your praise will, will determine the magnitude of your breakthrough. So think about it. Well, I need a big breakthrough. Well, how, how big is it? All right. All right, now let me ask you another question. How big's your confessional faith? How big is your praise? Because you determine the measure of your breakthrough by the measure and the depth of your thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Come on, your celebration is a demonstration of Satan's defeat. If a, if a um, he was a Methodist, wasn't he, John, John Wesley? If a Methodist can, can say this, and I quote, I shout because of God's precious promises. I shout because of his mercy and his goodness. I shout to encourage myself in the Lord and encourage other people. And I shout to strike terror in the devil's camp. If a, if a Methodist can do that, what about a Pentecostal, word of faith, spirit-filled, word-filled person? Amen. Come on, somebody. Come on. Amen. Amen. We strike terror in the devil's camp. Thanksgiving. This is key to the, to, to the turning. In, um, in John 6, I love Jesus. I love his ministry. We love everything about him. We, I just love how he rocked up in social settings. He was never looking for what people could put in his hand. He was looking to see what he can get in other people's hands. And, uh, and so his situation, uh, he's got a multitude of people. And um, 5,000 5, men. And he's like, well, let's feed them. Let's feed them. And I'm not going to go into the whole story, but if you look at verses 13, sorry, verse 11, it says, Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given, what? When he had given thanks. Now, they're in a situation where they don't have enough to feed this great multitude. They have a big need and a huge, a huge deficit. Huge deficit. But notice the, the mode that Jesus was in when the whole situation turned. It says, Jesus took the loaves and when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples and the disciples to them that were sat down and likewise of the fishes. Jesus, notice number one, he received the fragments, didn't minimize it. Number two, he thanked his father and it was in the mode of thanksgiving. He then distributed and gave Oh, glory to God. The Bible says they ate as much as they, as they would, as much as they desired. There was no end to the supply. But it happened in the mode of thanksgiving. That's when and how the multiplication happened. Ooh, man. It says in verse 13, they gathered them together and filled the 12 baskets full which remained over and above, it goes on to say. In other words, there was 12 disciples. He did not forget those who served. And I heard this in my spirit when I was, when I was praying. And the Lord said, man, I've got a full basket for you. I know it's for these guys, the, the doors. There's a, he, has not, he does not forget those who serve. He does not forget 
those who serve. He has seen it and he does not forget those who serve. There is a full basket for you, disciple, disciple of mine, and a full measure. Father, thank you. Thank you, Father. From empty to full. Whew. Full, full, full. Full, full, full. Full, full, full. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> Woo, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Overflow. This is our Jesus. This is how he, this is how he operates. Now, never forget it. It was in the mode of thanksgiving this thing turned. Oh, glory to God. James chapter 1, verses 14 to 15, and I'll, I'll try and make up a bit of time here. It says, each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires, emotions, and enticed by that soul. When desires ha has conceived, it says, it gives birth to sin. I want to pull something out here. Sin is conceived in your emotions. Let me explain. Every time there is a negative emotion, worry is vocalized, concerns are vocalized, you're conceiving something. No, no, nobody wants their, their family to fall apart. No one wants there to be lack. No one wants disaster. But they allow negative emotions to creep in, to flow through them, and they don't realize something. They're allowing their flesh, when they do, when they, let, when they allow their flesh to flash up. Can I put it that way? They're conceiving something. They're giving the enemy opportunity. Let me say the opposite. There are good emotions. There are bad emotions. Amen. Your weeping turning. Your, your doubtful expressions turn from that into another man who starts laughing at destruction and famine. When you fall into various trials and temptations, the Bible says in James chapter 1 verse 2, that, that you count it all joy. When that holy emotion, come on somebody, when that holy emotion is expressed, then you are conceiving something. But you're conceiving good, not sin. But notice, the, 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 if it works in the negative, it works in the positive too. I believe some of you are going to get pregnant. Some of you, are ex you, you, while in the mode of thanksgiving and the expressions of faith coming out of your heart, out of your mouth, there'll be a, there'll be a conceiving. Someone say turning. Turning. All right. Then two things the Lord spoke to me about. And I know this is of the Lord. It doesn't always happen like this. And this is why I'm trying to be watchful in how I deliver it. First thing I heard was this. Divine assistance and, divine, and then secondly, divine speed. Divine assistance is coming and, div, and divine, divine speed. Amen. Things turn, I put this in my notes, things turn because of the supply that is brought to you by the divine Assistance through the people, 
through people. So we'll say people. people. Relationships. Turn real quick to Philippians chapter 1, verses 19. Philippians 1, 19, it says, and I know, once again, man, you've got to know something. He said, Paul, yeah, he carried conviction. I believe this room is full of people with a conviction. Amen. Man, you know something. Amen. We're not being braggadocious. We're not being, you know, just, um, uh, what's the phrase? Um, obnoxious. But we have a holy knowing. Amen. Yeah, I know. He said, I know this. I know that this will turn. Yeah, that's the word again. He said, I know this will turn out for my del- deliverance. Paul's speaking. Through, you, through, notice this, through your prayers and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. God has ordained strength to come to you from people. Amen. Amen. Now, here's the thing. Here's the, this, it takes a bravery to embrace the relationships that God brings, in your, brings, in, brings your way because a lot of the hurts that comes through life comes through people that you've experienced in your life. It's not, not, not always what they did. It's not always what you know, they said or, or didn't do. It, it, a lot of the time, it's because of their absence. An absent father, an absent mother, uh, an, an absent, can I put it this way? An absent supply, absent assistance. People, pe- people's lives have been wrecked because a, a father wasn't there. A mother wasn't there. An absent supply. Now, God can turn any situation. God always thinks in terms of restoration. Who realizes that? He always thinks in terms of restoration. Never, uh, that's it. We can't, you know, uh, it's just too far gone. How many know God's love is long? No matter how far you've ran, his love will find you. His, his love is wide. Come, you can't run away. He, his, his love is so high, he can overlook your sin. And his love is so deep that no matter what sin pit you've fallen in, his love finds you. Amen. So no matter how far you've gone, I'm telling you, there is no, situa- there is no such thing as no hope. Come on, let me smile, smile real big and, and, and preach like Joel, Joel Osteen, you know, the preacher of hope. Amen. How many of dealers are dealers of hope? Amen. My name's Joel after all, praise the Lord. Um, but come on, there is hope. There is hope. But notice, an absentee assistance, father, mom, what relationship has inflicted hurt? When people leave the earth, it isn't just the person who's left. It's the supply that that person carried. Paul said in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 24, he said, we, we are helpers, or we are a supply of your joy. Of your joy. For in faith you stand. If you want to stand strong in, you want to stand strong in faith, there has to be an element of this joy we're talking about. But notice, he said, there is, there is suppliers of joy. Benny, I like this guy. Who likes this guy? He, I like him. One reason I like him is he laughs at all my jokes. When my wife looks at me puzzled, going, not again. You know, I know you're a father of three, but that is like, like serious dad joke uh, level of humor. But he laughs at my jokes, and he shares some, some great jokes. He's always laughing. And you're a supplier of joy to me. Now, if Here's the thing. 
if Benny left my life, do you know what would also leave my life? Is that supply of joy. There is people who are a supply of wisdom, supply of leadership, a supply of strength, a supply of encouragement, of courage. They carry a supply. And I just cannot get over. I've never preached it like this before. I've never preached this. This is specific from last night download after Kenneth Copeland was ministering. There is divine assistance. Brother Hagen, Kenneth Hagen, I was reminded of this. Um, he, he was, um, he shared this. He said, I've realized that I haven't operated in certain gifts and certain anointings for years. And I noticed it when so-and-so, and he mentioned the name, when so-and-so left the earth and went to, to be with the Lord. And so he was speaking, and he said, they gave a supply of prayer to me. But when they left, so did that supply. Now, it, it was... It was carried by that person who went to be with the Lord. That supply is still on the earth for, for, for Brother Hagen. But what he was saying was, pick it up, guys. Pick up that supply and, and pray. Because I need that supply. And he realized something. It was through divine assistance, through people, that that supply will come. Hallelujah. Paul said, I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayers and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. In other words, prayers, that's what prayers do. They supply, they, they, they release the supply of Jesus Christ. Oh, glory to God. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 4, Matthew chapter 5, verse 4, you okay for a few minutes? You know, this is, this is just uh, Kenneth Copeland's introduction. Amen. I love you guys. It's great to be in, in Harrogate Town. Amen. It's just great to be here. I'll, I like it. Amen. You guys are just great people. Wonderful people. It says, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. You know, this is not just talking, I believe that, you know, um, if you, you mourn, there's a way in which we mourn. You know, we, we don't mourn like those without hope, but there is mourning. Amen. Uh, and then you shall be comforted. When somebody exits the earth and goes, there is a comfort that comes from the Holy Spirit that, that is beyond human understanding. Amen. Uh, there is a comfort that comes from the Holy Spirit that, man, is unmatched. But it's not really talking about that. It's talking about uh, prayers and intercess intercessors. Um, it's talking about m the mourning of the intercessor. When we intercede for one another and pray, that's how we give the supply, the assistance, the divine assistance to one another. He's saying this, when we intercede for, other, for, for one another, there is a comfort. There is a, more, there is a comfort that comes by the Holy Spirit that victory has been gained. Have you ever prayed for somebody and you just prayed? You may have prayed for 40 minutes for somebody and then, whoo, man, I've got to know a victory. I've got it. Other people, the Lord had you speak, uh, pray over and uh, and you know, whatever the case may be. And it's like, you got victory in two minutes. But you prayed until you got that comfort. That's what this is talking about. And so, um, I like what Mark Hankin says, you know, when he talks about, um, you know, from Luke chapter 5, verse 17, where, where, where it says that, 
you know, when Jesus was teaching and preaching uh, the word and the power of God was present to heal, heal them. And then you have the four crazy friends, but of course no one was getting healed because no one was you know, in faith, really, they were kind of quizzing and kind of reasoning in the minds concerning what they were hearing from Jesus. And Jesus discerned all of that. Uh, but, you know, all while all of this was going on, there was four crazy friends. And they took their, their friend, who is also crazy, to let them um, scale the building. He, he was a paralyzed man on a, on, a, on a bed. And they knocked a hole through. Imagine that. Imagine that. This place is filled. There's no possible way of anyone getting through these double doors because it's so jam-packed. Um, but but there, there was a crazy person with four crazy friends who was determined to get in the presence of Jesus. So they get they say, no way, Jose, we are getting in. We're not having no access as an answer. So they scale the building. Imagine if the dust starts falling right on your, right on Rennie's, you know, hair, right there, just... You, can you imagine? And they lower the front. That's Brother, hey, Brother Copeland, um, Mark Hankins, he says this. Man, every one of us needs four crazy friends who are willing to scale a roof, knock through the realm of the natural, and, and take you right to the feet of Jesus. You need four crazy friends, but you also need to be a crazy friend. Can I have a better Amen. You need to be a crazy friend for somebody else. And so you mourn, you pray, you intercede for people until you get that comfort, that victory. Ooh, man, I've got it from. Be a divine assistant so that, and you will get that divine assistance. Amen. Now, we, we sing songs like this. All I need is you, Lord. I'm not going to try and sing it because I'm a preacher, not a, not a worshiper, but I am a singer. You, know, you understand what I'm saying. You understand what I'm getting at. All I need is you, Lord. I don't know what, what, what you're singing, Benny, but it didn't go like that. All I need is you, Lord, is you, Lord. All I need is you. Now, we sing that. We sing that. Uh, but, um, you know, all Adam had was God. And God said, all you have is me. And, and guess what? It's not good. <laughs> you, you need help. Turn to your neighbor after telling them, you know, don't be a fool. Tell them, you need help. You need some serious help. Don't point your finger like I was pointing at you, so forgive me. But tell them, you need some help. You need, you need, some, you need some assistance. Amen. Amen. We've got it. We've, we've got the Holy Ghost assistance, but he works through people. And, and, and everyone in here, if you're filled with the Holy Ghost and you belong to Jesus, you are a powerhouse. And so there is some power assistance that can come to you and through you. Remember the car that Evie uh, had at Rhema, Kenneth Hagin Ministries? She had a, uh, like a 1970s Fox. It was a VW Fox. It, it, it was carpeted inside. Sounds amazing, doesn't it? <laughs> And uh, anyway, but it, but it had no power steering at all. I mean, you had, uh, it was a workout. You didn't even need to go to the gym, you know, to work out your bi biceps. You just had to turn the corner on your way to, to, to church in the Fox, you know, just drive the Fox and you'd have a nice workout. Um, but, but of course, then I bought a, um, a car that had power steering. Man, I could tell the difference. You know what I'm talking about? Power assisted, power steering. Well, there is assistance that is very powerful if you learn, learn to embrace it. 
people. People. God told Adam, you, you, you need to help me. When you look at this word, and I did last night, this word help, it means helper. But it, it really means this, military aid and assistance. I started getting excited. When you're in a war, I'm going to know you need some help. You need some help to come along. You know, someone who's going to say, you will not fight this on your own. You will not walk through this alone. God's divine assistance comes when you need it. It comes when situations are problematic. It comes. It's his, his military aid and divine assistance. And this is why the devil works overtime to try and get people, brothers and sisters, fussing and fighting. Because you know what the devil's not afraid of? Let me tell you. He's not afraid of a big church. Now, thank God for big churches and thank God for multitudes because we're all about people. Amen. And this place will grow and the churches that, uh, the, you know, in Manchester and Preston will all grow. And, and, uh, but he's not afraid of big churches. He's afraid of a united church. This is, why, this is why the devil is trying to get people fussing and fighting because he knows there is an unstoppable force called unity that is unmatched. Even God could not stop, the, he could not stop what, uh, what, what they were building because they were united. So he had to confuse their language. Come on, Tower of Babel. Because he's like, these guys, they are unrestrained. They're going to build what they've set out to build because they are one. They're united. Nothing can stop unity. Satan knows it. There is power. We hear this phrase, your faith has made you whole. And we need a strong your faith. But you know what else we need? We need a strong their faith. In Luke 4, that account where I talked about the four crazy friends, Jesus looking up, seeing their faith. We need a strong their faith. I couldn't get away from it. Things are shifting, man. Where, where you've had a few saved here and a few saved there, a few healed here and a few healed there. You're going to have many saved here and many saved there and many healed here and many healed there. Things are turning. Things are shifting. I speak it over the, the church of Jesus Christ in this region. For every church represented here, every person represented here. It is turning. It is shifting. And there is grade, come on, the top grade military aid and assistance. That's what my wife is to me. That's what these guys are to me. Divine assistance. Divine supernatural assistance. It's coming. The assistance is coming. It's coming. Paul said in Ephesians chapter 4, 13, he said, he says, when, when we all come together in the unity of the faith, he said, we'll have something. What, what are we going to have? He said, the, the measure of the stature, the full measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Oh, man. In other words, there will be the manifestation of the Holy Spirit in full measure, full potential power. Oh, man. The enemy cannot stop the full measure of Jesus Christ. And then lastly, divine, assist, divine assistance and divine speed. 
heavenly speed. The first miracle, see, God, God, God uh, began Jesus' earthly ministry with a miracle of divine acceleration. Amen. And see, you've got to understand this <clears throat> about our, our Heavenly Father, that He is a God of patterns. Amen. And as we see the, the, the church age drawing to a close, if the church began, and Jesus' ministry began with his first miracle being a miracle of divine acceleration. Talking about turning war into wine. How many know good wine takes time? Amen. Good wine ta- takes time. And his, his ministry began with divine acceleration. I submit to you that the church age will end with miracles of divine acceleration and divine speed. Think about it. Miracles bypass natural processes. There was no seed sowing. Um, you know, uh, the, the grapes weren't planted, I believe, in seed time and harvest. Don't, don't check out on me and say, well, that's wrong doctrine, but hear me out here. The miracle was supernatural. They did something. How many know we don't have happenings of miracles? We have workings of miracles. The stewards had to do something. They had to fill those water pots. They had to draw from the water pots. They had to take it to the... There is an action. There are seeds to be sown. You understand what I mean? But looking at it from a natural perspective, they didn't have to prune. They didn't have to harvest. They didn't have to go through the whole fermenting process. They didn't have to bottle any wine. None of that. The miracles skip the natural processes. Oh, man. When I had when I had an ankle rupture when I was at Kenneth Hagen Ministries two weeks in I played football had a, a major injury on my, my ankle and uh, they put a cast on they were stabilizing it for a, for a few days and then they were going to operate on my ankle they wanted to see and monitor how it's grown because I was still young I was in my late teens at the time and um, anyway I got I went to prayer school. That happened on a Tuesday. I went to prayer school, healing school, um, on the next day, Wednesday. And then I heard on Wednesday that they were going to be laying hands on people on Thursday. So I went along the next day with my wife. Well, she was my girlfriend at the time. Well, not even. She was my friend at the time. Come on, guys. I was two weeks into you know, knowing her. You know? So anyway, we, we went to healing school. You remember this. And the minister just like, no prayers, no nothing. Just slapped my forehead here. Had a big like, college ring. You know, Americans have big rings. And I, I didn't feel the annoying. I felt nothing. I just felt his ring. That's what I felt. I felt, man, he's got a big ring on. You know, didn't feel nothing. I mean, no, you don't have to feel saved. This, mo- this morning, I didn't feel saved. I didn't feel blessed. I didn't feel anointed. You know, I felt tired. Anyone else? Uh, but how many know I'm blessed and saved and anointed no matter how I feel? Amen. <laughs> and strengthened no matter how I feel. Amen. So anyway, um, that happened on the Thursday, and I was in, uh, not instantly healed, but I thought, well, I've got nothing else to do other than thank him. Again, in the mode of thanksgiving, lifting up hands, honoring the king. Then I heard the, the Spirit of God speak to my spirit. Holy Spirit speak, speak to my heart. He said, Take up, get up and run. And so I did. I ran and all the pain instantly went. Now, this is what they said to me. This is what the specialist said to me. This was the verdict of men. They said, it will take you eight to nine months before you can run like, like you have been. It's going to be a long recovery. But here's the thing. When you believe in divine acceleration, when you believe in miracles, divine speed, you can reach into the future. 
Come on, faith people. You can reach into the future. Eight months, nine months of recovery. And you can take, get a hold of it because God encompasses all time frame. And you can lay hold of that and pull it into the now. And all of that recovery, you can pull it in and put a now on your faith confession and say, whoo, recover. And I was instantly healed. I hammered my cast off. I ripped it off. It was a sign and a wonder for the students. Hallelujah. Completely healed. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Smith Wigglesworth, he said this. Let me quote. He said, I cannot estimate what the baptism of the Holy Spirit has meant to me in, in these last 15 years. It seems like, the key is the Holy Spirit. Notice this. It seems like every year has had three years packed into it. Ooh, I like it. So I've, I've had, he said this, I've had 45 years of happy, happy service since 1907. 45 years of happy service in 15 years. Why? Holy Ghost, that's what it's all about. He's God, we serve a God who's all about divine speed. Jesus, let me share a few verses and I'll try and wrap up here. Jesus said in John 4, 35, he said, you know the saying, four months between planting and harvest. You know the saying, about four months from planting to harvest. Sounds about right. All right. But I say, Wake up. That's what he said. Look around. The fields are already ripe for harvest. Yeah, but it's going to take four months. Wake up. We serve a God of divine speed. You've got it. If you can see it. I was thinking about this every just the other day when we were talking, talking about you know, different testimonies and things like that. I was thinking about this. Every miracle, every great miracle that the Spirit of God has uh, you know, blessed us with and we've seen happen in our children and our life is a miracle that we've seen happen before it happened. We saw it happen before it happened. We saw it here. Happen before it happened. You become what you, be, you, you, become what you behold. 2 Peter chapter 3, 9. 2 Peter chapter 3, 9, it says, it says, the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise. Why? His promise is his light. His, his promise, his, his word is his light. God's not slow. He created the universe, the heavens, all, all of it, all at the same time at, this, at the rate of the speed of light. What is it, 185,000 miles per hour? Think about it. This is what the devil does. Don't be ignorant of the devil's devices. The devil works to delay. He works to delay things. When Nehemiah was building the wall, he was halfway through. When you're right in the middle of the project, am I speaking to somebody? Come on. You're right in the middle. Nehemiah chapter 4 verse 6 says, but Satan used somebody. He used a couple of people. Sanballat and to, what's the guy's name? Tobiah. To delay the work. 
But if you read verse 9, they can put it on the screen. Verse 9. Do you know what kept Nehemiah in divine speed? It's not just the unity, but it was the prayer. Nevertheless, we made our prayers to God, and because of them, we set a watch against them night and day. John six twenty one. Then they were willing to take him into the boat. Remember when Jesus, there was a storm and then they, the disciples were in the middle of it and Jesus came on their boat. The word came on their boat. The word coming on the midst of your heart. Come on guys. And it says, and immediately the boat was at the land where they were going. What? The moment. In fact, Matthew's gospel, Matthew 14, 20, 24, it says the boat was a considerable distance away. But when the moment Jesus came in, it says, what does it say? Immediately. Just go back to, to, to the other passage. Oh, they're in the middle of the sea. One translation said they were a considerable distance away. Just go, go back to the previous um, uh, passage that we, we had in John's Gospel, John chapter 6. It, it, immediately, can you see this on the screen? Remember, we walk by faith, not by sight. Oh, no, no here it is. Uh, immediately, the boat was up. Immediately. Why? Because we don't serve a slow God. We serve a, a, a fast God. I know the seasons. I know it's faith, faith and patience. But I believe this is, this is a now word. God is going to do things at an accelerated rate. That which takes, takes people 10 years to do, you'll do it. You'll do it in a year. You'll do it in a month. Come on. My dad always says this. Five seconds of favor outbeats five decades of labor any day of the week god built a highway under the red sea in under an hour how long is it you know you, the road works in the united kingdom how long i mean it's like we're going to be done in 2029 20, it's thinking what like it's like a 200 meter stretch road god is quicker God is a God who is not slow. Hallelujah. In Proverbs 3, 27, it says, Don't withhold good from those who deserve it when it's in your power to help them. If you can help your neighbor now, don't say come back tomorrow and then I'll help. If it's in your power to help them today, don't say come back tomorrow. Now, let me ask you this question. Is God a hypocrite? No. No. If he tells you, don't tell him to come back tomorrow if you can help him now. Don't do that. Help him now. Can God help you now? He's not a hypocrite. Has God got the power to help you right now, this moment? Yeah. Well, he's not, he, he, he's not delaying his help. You know, God is not only interested in helping you. He has no interest in delaying that help. Divine speed. John's Gospel, John chapter 20, verses 5 onwards to 11. I'm not even going to take time to read these scriptures, but I'm telling you this. Um, 153 fish jumped into their net just in a moment. They were toiling all night in the flesh, but one moment of grace. Come on now. One moment. There was a church, there was a pastor in America. This is going back way back in the 70s now. 
who, who knows who Colonel Sanders is? You know Colonel Sanders? Anyone heard of, you know, finger licking good Ken, Kentucky Fried Chicken? Now you know who Colonel Sanders is. He's the guy who made, came up with a recipe. Well, he, he had just sold his business for, for a few million. Back at that time, I mean, it, it, that's, a, that's, a lot of, that's a lot of change. And he had just done the business deal, and he was in, in his car driving on a highway, and he saw, he saw a church there, and the Spirit of God spoke to him. And he was, a, he was a, you know, he had a foul mouth. He wasn't a, necessarily, he had maybe some kind of a belief, but he wasn't a churchgoer. And he heard God speak to him and said, go into the, pull into that church now and tithe off the money. And they had been praying and fasting, believing God for uh, money to build uh, a new church facility. And he tithed on those millions. And it didn't take that church long. Divine speed. I was listening to a, a minister. This, this, will, this will be funny. Uh, this will help somebody in the room. Um, he, was, uh, he was talking about uh, this one guy. He was on the front row, a bit like where Benny is, and, and he was on the front row. The whole church was upstanding. There was a prayer line. People were getting prayed for. But, but he didn't need you know, prayer at that particular moment of time, but he was just seeking the Lord like, like he should have been, and he was. And, and he went to the Lord. He said, Lord, I've been a... I've been a widow now. My wife died a few years, of, years ago. I have a desire to remarry. I have a desire to remarry. And so he was just, you know, just there. You know, Lord, I ask, ask you for a wife. And he put his hands out. And uh, at the same time, there was a lady who was getting ministered to by the, by the minister. And she fell out in the power of the Holy Spirit. And the steward, um, you know, didn't catch catch her in time and he she landed right in his arms <laughs> wow that was quick true story they started dating and they got married someone say divine speed everyone's gonna like look everyone's gonna take the front row next next week you know you watch this is good let's have another prayer line i'm single i want a, i want a husband divine speed in Genesis chapter 24 verse 12 it says and then he said oh Lord God of, of my master Abraham remember Abraham sent a servant out to find a wife for, for his son and he prayed he said I pray thee send me good speed this day and show this is the King James and show kindness unto my master Abraham he was praying for a wife for Abraham's son. Notice verse 15. Before he had done speaking, behold, Rebekah came out. Come on, somebody. We are in a season. You can... Who realizes that um, Jesus is coming back soon? Who can see the finish line? My, my wife is a runner. She does a lot of running. She'll be able to tell us all. that When you see the finish line, you don't slow down. What do you, you pick up speed. Everything is going so quick. We're in, we're in June. We're in June. It's my month too. Well, not my birthday month, but it's my month. I'm claiming it too. It's my month. It's my time, your time. Come on, we take it. Amen. We take it. But when you see that finish line, you, you don't slow down. 
you start running. Everything is clicking quicker than we've ever seen before. I go to India several times a year, a few times a year. I minister at six different places. If I were to do that back in the day, I would have to get a steamboat. Would have taken me, you know, months to get there. Now I can finish preaching in Mumbai at ten, you know, at eight o'clock. Get the ten twenty flight via uh, Dubai. Get to, to to Manchester two hours before the service and preach. You couldn't do that back in the day. Your devices that you have in your hand or beside you or in, or in your pocket, you could get millions of answers like that. We're, we're in the information age. Everything is going so quick. It's a sign. I'm telling you, it, and as it is in the natural, so let it be in the spirit. Can I pray for you? Can I pray and release this? Father, come on, lift up your hands. Let's stand up for a moment. Father, we thank you for divine acceleration as we see the day of your return drawing nearer and nearer. We thank you for the body of Christ advancing at a rate unfamiliar to any one of us in times gone by. The Lord will run and not grow weary. Walk and not faint because of your sustaining spirit. Your sustaining power that will keep us and hold us. And no matter what we're in the middle of, no, 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 no foul mouth will distract us from the great work. We'll check our lips and our words and we'll say and declare, this is a great work that has begun in my life. I will not quit now. I will not quit now. So, Father, bring that divine assistance. Yes, Lord. Bring those ministering spirits to aid and support and accompany what must be brought into my midst. Lord, speak to the hearts who need to bring that divine help, that military aid and assistance. I'm in a war. You see it and you sympathize. I need help. Help is... I'm bringing it. Be open right now. Lift up your hands. I'm bringing it. I'm bringing it. I'm bringing it. I'm turning it. I'm turning it. I'm turning your sorrows. I'm turning it. I'm turning the financial situation. I'm turning it. I'm turning it. I'm turning it, says the Spirit of the Lord. I'm turning it. The aid will start coming. Just like Samuel was attracted and brought to, to David, when man tried to hide him, the prophet found him because it was the spirit who knew how to locate him. He locates you. He locates you. In the midst, don't say, what am I going to do? Say, if those who are against me, man, they look pretty fierce, but if God before me. I don't know your name with the green scarf, but, but you need to say that. God, God is for you. I think I saw you at KCM. We were blessed by your testimony. God, that's what we say in the middle of it. God, you're for us. Who? What? Can be against me and prevail. It can't. No matter what, I'm in the middle of. Father, you are my God. And I will speak of your goodness and I'll speak of your mercy and I'll speak of your aid and I'll speak of your power 
I'll speak and make mention of you only. Those former things will not be those who will not take up any space in my thought processing and my words will not talk about what they have been doing. I speak only of the goodness of God and what you're doing now in this new season, for it is a new season. I shall surely bring it to pass, says the Spirit of the Lord. It's a new season. It's a new day. Fresh anointing. Oh, it's flowing your way. It's a season of power and prosperity. It's a new season for you and for me. In the name of Jesus, Father, we pray. No, I hear this in my heart. No broken strides. Undeterred. Undeterred. By any satanic operation. Lester Summerall, I, I, I was privileged to go with David Lord, who's here to Cathedral of Praise in Manila, the church that he started, Lester Sumrall. We met his nephew, who's now the senior pastor of that church. And Lester Sumrall, he was ministering somewhere, and he came back. And um, his son and daughter-in-law came to meet him at the airport. And back in the day, the security wasn't quite like what it is now. And they met him at his point of entry back into the States, and he was literally on his way from one gate to another to get another internal flight. And so he knew, and his kids knew, that they would only have a few minutes together. Uh, but, but his son said, he said, Dad, I've got some devastating news. They're walking to the gate. He said, I've got devastating news. The TV station has, has burnt to a crisp. It's, it's it, it, major fire. And he was just undeterred. He was just like, why are you bothering me with this information? Build another one. He didn't even stop his stride. I don't know what calamity the enemies try to, to bring your way to stop your, tri your stride. But be undeterred. Say that I will not be deterred. I will not be derailed. Thank you for your sustaining power. Say this, I believe, I receive fresh anointing, power assistance, divine military aid, supernatural acceleration, divine speed. I call it turned. And I thank you as if it is because it is. I believe it. I believe it. For you said it. I believe it. And that settles it. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I, be, I believe it'll be, it would be great if you can open that for me, just because I'm one-handed at the moment. With, with these communion elements that we have, if, if it's been passed, passed, passed around, we're going to take communion. Who believes that is fitting to do? It's fitting to make, yeah, a point of remembering Jesus. You know, people in the world, um, last night, Saturday night, Friday night, they, um, they probably drank to forget.
But do you know what we're going to do? We're drinking to remember. Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. So with these elements, the little cracker here. Now you guys have got a posh communion elements in, in this location. I like this. But this represents the body that was broken. The Bible says the prophet, he, he said it in Isaiah 53. He said, surely he has borne our griefs. Surely he is born, born, lifted off from us. Come in every sickness, every disease, every sorrow, every grief. He, he surely lifted it. That word born in the Hebrew is the word nasa. It means lift off. Surely he has lifted off from us. NASA. That's where the Americans get their, their name for the space program. Surely he has done this. Come and he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. So every person under the sound of my voice, Father, I thank you for the power that the, these elements represent. The power that was released and made available to every saint in this room because of the sacrifice, the ultimate sacrifice that your son Jesus, our older brother, gave up for us. We thank you, Lord. Just thank him in your own way. I know the elements are still being passed, passed around. Thank you, Father. Oh, glory. Thank you, Father. For your anointing. Thank you for healing. Even right now as I speak, Father, thank you. That your healing power is at work. Woo, man. It's at work. Mightily in bodies. Minds. Lives of men from the oldest to the youngest and everyone in between. As we hold the cracker, if everyone has it in their hand now. Some people are still put in their Velcros. It sounds like Velcro. Remember Velcro? Man, you used to be cool back in the day. If you had Velcro, you didn't have to tie your laces. You just had... <laughs> it's still pretty cool. Scott thinks it's still cool. I think it went out of season maybe 15 years ago or so. But <laughs> uh, We'll let you wear your Velcro shoes. Okay. But in all seriousness, Father, we thank you for for sending your son Jesus. And surely you have done this. You've lifted up all of our sorrows. Oh, wow. Thank you. This is a meal to remember. We break and eat and receive our wholeness right now. Let's, let's break and eat. Thank you, Father. And as far as the sunset is from the sun, sunrise, Father, that's how far you've removed our transgressions from us. Father, thank you for, yeah, covering us in the blood, but washing us. Completely blessed are those who are washed by the blood. We call ourselves blessed because you blessed us because of this cup of blessing. We thank you, Lord, for sin has gone in remission. I'm justified. I can say it's just as if I have never sinned. Justified. Thank you for the precious blood that has brought us close to our Father. Thank you for forgiveness. 
Thank you for the power and the blood, and we receive it now. Let's, let's drink. Ooh, glory to God. God has gone into your future. I said, God has gone into your future. Thank you, Father. Every siege of Satan against your marriage, your body, your finances, relationships, every siege is brought to no thing. There is no weapon. When the enemy comes, like a flood, the Spirit of God comes in with a new standard. We thank you, Lord, for your anointing at work in this place and every life here. And we give you all the praise and all the glory. Amen. You know, God loves you. Do you know we love you? (laughs) And Jesus is Lord. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Well, you can take your seats. Amen. Nice to see you guys. My name is Pastor Evie. I'm Joel's wife. Just get that out of the way. This offering, this this podium's high. I needed heels today. I'll just preach. Like, no, I'm not preaching. This is offering time. So let's get ready to, to sow. Amen. Um, I felt the Spirit of the Lord say as we're... Uh, in the service today, just how significant today is in terms of seed sown. And I mean that it's significant. I felt him saying that this is a significant day. This is a significant day. So for anyone who is looking for soil, ground to sow into, today's a significant day. Amen. But also what was coming to my heart is from Galatians 5 where it says, you know, do not grow weary in well-doing for in due season you will reap if you do not lose heart. And so I want to just say to those who have sown and who have been faithful and who have seed in the ground, today's a significant day. Amen. Amen. And I believe that goes right along with that turning point. That it's time, there's a turning, there's an acceleration and there's divine speed. Amen. And I believe we're going to see compound investment. So that means not just your investment, but our investment together. And you know, in investment, there is a turning point in investment. It's when your initial principal investment and the interest comes to a certain point that the compound investment, if it keeps going back in, it just takes off and accelerates at divine, well, at speed. Amen. Amen. That's a principle. How many of you know that? So if you just keep steady, if you just, this is just literally investment talk, okay? If you just keep steady and don't get fidgety and try and take out what's in the ground or what's in the investment, if you just keep steady in time, it will turn and there will be an increase. This is literally just world talk, but this divine speed takes whatever principal investment and accelerates it beyond. Come on, favor beyond what you could like put your head to. Amen? Yeah, glory to God. But compound investment, our together, working together. Amen. Acceleration in Jesus' name. Mark chapter 4, and I know we've heard a lot of word today, so I just want to, as you're preparing your offering, and I'm supposed to do, Um, this better probably and tell you where to give and how to give and all those different things 
Thank you. I was waiting for someone to say. It is right here on the screen. <laughs> so if you go to faithlifecenter.com forward slash give for more details, you can give by direct banking in church in envelopes, I believe, um, or you can give online. There, sometimes there's a QR code somewhere, but we have sort code. We, have, we don't have a QR code. Not for Harrogate, not yet. Okay, so we have a sort code, we have a count number. You guys can give online or you can give in person. And as Pastor Joel says, we still do cash. I don't know if we still do checks, but no, I'm sure. Praise the Lord. So Mark chapter 4, as you're preparing your given, it says in Mark chapter 4, I felt this was significant in terms of what we've heard. Now it says in Jeremiah uh, 15 that your words were found and I ate them and they were nourishment to my body. So there's something I believe the Lord wants to remind us in the words that have been sown, the seeds that have been sown. Here we are on this first year anniversary, and there is much word sown, much seed sown. But I want you to go back, if you're part of this ministry, to go back to the origin. Go back to the seed that was sown. Go back to that and, and just look after that, why we started, what this is all about. Go back to the beginning. Amen. So Mark chapter 4, it says um, that there was, you know, it says he who has ears to hear, doesn't it, in verse f 9. But in verse 4, it talks about conditions of various soil. And it talks about how some fell to the wayside. In other words, there was, it didn't even go into the, the, the ears weren't listening, the heart wasn't open. It was immediately devoured up by birds. And then in verse 5, it talks about, it's using the ground as a metaphor for the heart, Okay. It says in verse 5 that there was stony ground, and it immediately sprang up, but there was no depth. There was no depth. It didn't have time to go down deep. The roots didn't penetrate. The sun came. Come on, there's circumstances that come, but there was no depth to that. The heart, it didn't go in. It didn't grow. Um, and then some fell among thorns. So the soil's like got all that good, but it's already got stuff planted there already. There's seeds already there. And those seeds are not God things. Those are thoughts that come. Those are, those are um, things that grow up and choke before a harvest can be reaped. But some fell on good ground. Say good ground. And yielded a crop that sprang up and increased to 30, 60, and 100, or maximum return. Say maximum return. Amen. So good ground. Now, I want you to know that the seed does what it's supposed to do. Because it, in 26 and 29, it talks about that, you know, a sower goes out and he sows, and this is, the, this is the kingdom of God. It does. It does what it's supposed to do. There's nothing wrong with the seed. Say that. There's nothing wrong with the seed. Amen. So this puts it down to our heart and how we cultivate that word sown in our heart. Amen. So it's, it's, and, and then again, if you just spend a minute in a garden, you know about season, you know about timing, and you know about, you know, just being patient in what has been sowed. So I want, again, want to say to you, be patient. Be patient. You've sown seed. Be patient. God is faithful. Amen. Amen. And sometimes when seed starts to come up, I love gardening. I love it. In fact, I teach a class at our local primary school. Um, we actually, we don't teach them much. We just take them out and give them a break, and we just go into the garden, the school garden, and we just garden with them, and I get an opportunity just to, you know, shine the light of Jesus and, and, and just talk about how wonderful creation is, and it's awesome. So we, I do that. It's a blessing. But I love gardening, 
And we have a beautiful garden at home, and we have vegetable plants and things. But I know when I plant a seed, um, sometimes things spring up, and now I'm at a point where I can be like, I know that that is a good seed or a bad seed, because not everything that comes up is stuff that I planted. And there comes a time when you need to, you need to pull up weeds, you need to take things out, but you also need to turn the soil. And this came to my heart when Joel was talking about turning, that there is a principle of turning soil. In other words, loosening that which has been compacted and uh, allowing the roots to go down deep. Amen. So I want to say to you, the soil is good. The seed is good. But there sometimes need to be a turning, going back over, loosening up what has been planted. Amen. So that the roots can go down deep. Amen. It's a little bit prophetic. It's a little bit like, God, what are you saying? But let him speak to your heart right now. Amen. Sometimes compacting happens because of what has been walked on. We have corgis at home and sometimes they dive on top of our beds and they walk on my seeds and they compact my soil. And I notice little footprints where there shouldn't be footprints. And I need to go over and turn that soil again. Sometimes life happens and people walk on your good heart. And they walk all over the seed that's sown. But what do you do? You go back and you turn. You go over. Go back to that original word. Water it with the word of the Spirit. Amen. Don't let life circumstances lock you in. Amen. So there's something really sobering about hardness, compacting, hardness of heart. Life sometimes, and I want to say to the pastors and the people here, you know, pioneering is not easy. Talk to the pioneers who started, you know, Canada, I'm Canadian, and my family has a pioneer heart. Are you guys okay with me talking a little minute? Okay. I was going to say more, but like half the room responded, so... I'll try and shorten the story. Um, so my family is a pioneer family, and we started a homestead. So my parents are from the city, both of them. My mom's a school teacher, my dad's a carpenter, and they decided to homestead. So that means you buy land with nothing on it. So they bought land, and they built log cabins. We, had, we grew up in a little two-room downstairs, two-room upstairs, and outside plumbing for the first 10 years of my life. We homesteaded. And we had no, no church, no connection. We were very remote, homeschooled. It was like ideal and harsh in life like one word, a world. It was, it was amazing, but incredibly challenging. So I had chores from the day I could walk, basically. So me and my siblings, we learned what it was to homestead. Pioneering isn't easy, but it comes from the dream. It comes from what is in your heart to create. And you have to keep reminding yourself, like every day, when it's tough, when you come here in the early morning on a Sunday morning, and you're like, here we go. You know, not everything is where it needs to be, but you're so full of vision, that forest looks like what it needs to be. Amen? And that's exactly what my family did. They got a hold of some of the faith teaching and the ministers that you heard yesterday. If you went to the Victory Conference, they, they got KCM and Jerry Savelle and that. And they plowed Faith Lane. They called it Faith Lane. They literally, through the forest, cut down some trees, and they isolated a place where they knew where they would build. And over time, my family just sowed. And they looked for opportunities where people were stepping out and building. They sowed into people who were building. So they learned that their money, not hoarded, was more effective if it was sown. 
So this is the kingdom of sowing, and they supernaturally reap. But there were moments, there were times. I remember we would sit down at the table, and my parents, like, we, we hunted for our meat, okay? Like, we went out and shot a moose once a year, and praise the Lord. <laughs> Glory to God. Sorry, I won't dive too far down that lane. But um, I remember there were years there was scarce, there were times, but I didn't feel that. I grew up like I was just... It was amazing. I just had such a happy childhood. But I remember my mom was telling me this story, and I remember this, that they had made the dinner, and it was just enough. And then guests came, which very rarely happened. And out there, when a guest comes, they're not staying for like a few hours. They're staying. So um, they came, and they were joining us for dinner. And my moms just start serving the food, okay? And there was enough food for our little family of six. And she kept serving and kept serving and kept serving. And the Holy Ghost was like, don't look in the pot. So she kept serving and kept serving. And I'm telling you, there's about 10 people at dinner and it fed everybody seconds. And it just kept going and it just kept going. And these are supernatural miracles, praise the Lord. And this is what, um, this is what happens when you're full of vision. You know you're in the right place at the right time. And you just keep plugging into that. You don't go weary. You don't go rushing back to the city or wherever it is you feel like you should have. You know, maybe this could have been. You stick you lock in, you pioneer, and, and all will be, and it's a timing thing. It's a timing thing. Amen. Glory to God. And not long after that, my family, about 10 years later, they built this beautiful log cabin, and they turned it into a resort, and they ended up just opening their home, and people would come, and people would be blessed. And that place still exists. It's still doing well out there in the middle of nowhere. But all that to say, God is faithful. So stick to where you're called to be. But I know this. Harrogate needs this church. And you're not just a year old. Because Faith Life Center Ministries, God needs this. And God needs the church to be strong. The church. Okay, not just a church or a you know, group of people. He needs the church strong in these last days. And Faith Life Center has a part to play. We are called to bring faith full of life to this region. And you guys are not just here at a year. You know, this ministry has been going on for 12 plus years. And we're seeing just that faithfulness flood. And, and we know without a shadow of a doubt that you guys are here for such a time as this. These are strategic places. And God needs people who will rise up and harrogate and will say, this is the promise here is the authority. You know, God have your way, a place for his spirit to dwell. Amen. A place for the word to be strong. A place. Amen. There are strategic places. Look at your Bible. Read your Bible. There's strategic places. So, hey, if you're called to be part of this place, maybe it's just a sow today and you're going home to where you need to be, well, bless you as you sow because this place is good ground. Amen. So let's get ready to sow. Praise the Lord. Is everybody ready? You look down. You can look down. You can look around. You'd be like, <laughs> Amen. All right, let's get ready to sow. And I'm going to pray. Glory to God. And we have seen every time we've sown. Praise God. God is faithful. Amen. Just even, don't, don't let that little thought of it's just a little thing. It's, just, it's not. It's not. A seed is small, but it grows into something big. Amen. So, Father, thank you for this day, this significant 
day. I thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to sow, that you give seed to the sower. We thank you, Lord, for this ministry and this church. We thank you, Lord, that it is abounding in blessing, that this is good soil. And I thank you, Lord, that you bless every individual that is responding, who has ears to hear, let him hear, who is responding to you in whatever way that looks, but they're stepping out of themselves. They're sowing, maybe even in a time of famine, but they are sowing. And Lord, you are faithful to bring an abundant harvest. And we do. We speak divine acceleration and divine speed on that return. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Awesome. We, it, would, it, would, it would be a mess if you just stay up for a second. We want to pray for you guys, just, um, and I know there's an announcer who's going to give some announcements, but would you join me? Just stretch forth your hand towards these guys as they step out. Father, we thank you for pastors. We thank you for Benny and pastors Benny and Linda and, and the grace for this new season. Lord, we thank you for new faces, strong grace to stand in new places to, to share the gospel. We thank you for your mighty hand upon them, just like it was oh, on the prophet. He managed to run and outrun those natural chariots. Let it be, Father, in this new season, marked by the supernatural. And even your wildest imagination be eclipsed by his handiwork, for God's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask, think, or even imagine, according to his power, at work on the inside of you, that spirit of faith working on the inside of you, in Jesus' name, and we stand with you, we'll pray for you, and it will all come to pass, and it will be said, it will be said, as we sang even last night, it will, and I looked over to you guys, remember that moment, I looked up, uh, looked over to you guys. This is going to make sense. During worship, that song that we that, that, that we we sang about, it won't fail. It will be said that not a word that was spoken to you by the Lord, not a word will fail. You will say, it all came to pass. It all came to pass. And all the glory goes to the Lord. Amen. You believe that, church? Glory. Hallelujah. Pastor Linda, can you join me? What a mighty God we serve. Who is blessed with the message this morning? Everything is turning for our good. Turned. Divine assistance. Divine speed. Amen. God's timing is best. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, pastors. That is a word in season. It's, it's timeless word. Amen. 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 We serve a mighty God. Hallelujah. And thank you for all of you for coming to celebrate with us today. Amen. Amen. And hasn't it been a wonderful, wonderful week of victory? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Victory is sweet. <laughs> because he give us access and he give us what? Freedom. Amen. 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 Glory. I think Pastor Linda wants to share something with us as well. Glory. Um, when we're doing, during the time of worship, I don't know if you realize, I suddenly 
screened. And what it was, um, I had a word, escalation. Escalation. So I picked up my um, the um, phone and I looked at the um, what escalation means. A rapid increase. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It says a rapid increase. An increase in the intensity and seriousness of something. So I heard rapid increase. Escalation. So when passenger was, that's why I was screaming at the back. Woohoo, woo, you know. So that's the word on the house. So receive it and be blessed. Amen. In every area of life, there will be an escalation in the name of Jesus. Escalation in the name of Jesus. Rapid increase in the name of Jesus. Because he said it and it is done. He said it, we believe it, and it is done. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Can we just call on Sarie to come in? I believe. Are you coming on? Go on then. You said, I believe. Let's rise up. You said, it is done. You said it. I believe. You said, it is done. You said. come to power oh you said oh, I believe what oh, you've spoken it is done we believe the words you said I believe you said it is one more time you say I believe you said it is Amen. Let's stay in that. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. You have said, you have spoken. That is the end of it. That is the end of that. Anything that we see with our natural eyes, anything that goes against that in this realm, Father, we know that it is not true. That whatever you have said is true. Amen. Amen. Let's remind ourselves again one more time. Repeat after me. Everything is turning around for my good. Hallelujah. Same in the natural, it is in the supernatural. So the supernatural says that everything is turning around for our good. Hallelujah. Let's all turn around in the natural. Amen. Say to your neighbor, everything is turning around for your good. For your good. Claim it for yourself. Everything is turning around for my good. Amen. Amen. I've been trying to remember the tune of this song all day. I've been asking people, right? What is it? Someone help me. Everything is turning around for my... How is it? Someone help me. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? Everything is turning around for my good. I know. 
Is it who's, who's, who helps me before? Can, you, can someone shout it out for me, please? Turning around for my good. Turning around, turning around, turning around for my good. One more time. Turning around, turning around, turning around for my good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I just want to say thank you to all the pastors here with us today. Thank you so much for that deposit, for everything that you have said and how it all connects. We see how the spirit touches each and every one of our hearts and what needs to be deposited here today has been deposited. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So now that we're all feeling lively, you can take your seats. Um, I've just got a few announcements for us to round up with. Hallelujah. Okay, so first thing is first, registration of our cars, right? Because if we drive off that lot, you're getting, an, you're, getting a letter through the, you're getting a letter through the mailbox giving you a fine. So there is a, um, just a little tablet at the back to register your car if you've driv- driven in today onto the um, hotel grounds. So you can register there or you can register at the um, main reception when you walk out as well. Just don't forget to do that. Um, and that means that your car is on the system and sorted for the day. Amen. Hallelujah. And then I know we, um, Manchester and Preston family are here today with us as well and some newcomers some new faces so if you are new to faith life if you're new to Harrogate and you would like to connect with us just a reminder that there is the connect desk over there there is the green card someone will be there to direct you as well if you fill that out with your name your email address talk to us and if you feel like this could be somewhere that you want to plant your feet in if God is calling you here then we can stay connected and we can keep you in the loop amen amen hallelujah There's a free gift, not today, there isn't, but (laughs) come to the desk, have a word with one of us, (laughs) and we can connect with you, amen, amen, hallelujah, and also at the connect desk, there's lots of things about what's happening in faith life generally, what's happening in Harrogate, you can fill out some serve cards, you can fill out some prayer cards, so that through the week, um, we can stay connected with you if there's anything on your heart that we can feed into that with you and we can stay planted. Amen. Amen. And speaking of prayer, as a Faith Life family, we have weekly sessions set up. So our Facebook prayer group happens week in, week out. That's 6 a.m. on a Monday and a Friday and in the evenings at 8 p.m on a Wednesday and a Thursday. So Monday, Friday in the mornings, Wednesday, Thursday in the evenings. Get connected with us. Tuesdays. Tuesdays, Fridays, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Nothing on a a Monday. Tuesdays and Fridays in the morning, correction, and then Wednesdays and Thursdays in the evenings. And then as a Harrogate family as well, we have um, a Zoom meeting every Thursday, um, every Tuesday. Pray for me, guys. Can we just have an amen, please? Amen. Um, Every Tuesday at 7.30, we have um, a Bible study. So if you want to get connected with that, we can get you set up on the Connect desk as well. We send the link in our WhatsApp group, and um, we can send you out the Zoom link to get in on that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Amen. Any more information that you need, you can find me at the desk. Um, is there something? No? <laughs> okay, awesome. Um, and, yeah, I think that is it from me. Can we just... Um, just can we just um, close the service as we start to pray? So just in your own words, thank the Lord. Let's, let's lift our voices up to him. Let's say amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you for gathering us all here today, for um, ordering our steps to, to come here today to celebrate this one-year anniversary, this amazing feat that we have reached all through your grace, all through your consistent um, favor upon us and we just pray that as we go further down the years as Harrogate continues to grow that we will go from one to one thousand father lord that there will be souls upon souls reached lord that your word will will go out to the entire town father lord to the neighboring towns the neighboring cities everyone will know that you are here that you are here your presence are here your people are here your children are here father lord and that there is everything that we could ever need in you lord we just want to thank you for everyone here in the in the building everyone watching online everyone under the sound of my voice our lord and everyone all around just want to lift them up to you and glorify you lord and as we all step out into this week that there is a new deposit of something within us that we can go and utilize that we can use as fresh food food every day to just to just propel us father lord to just tap into that divine acceleration that you want for us hallelujah Amen. Amen. Have an amazing week, everyone. Don't forget for refreshments.